Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rose, and welcome to episode 247 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all are in an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please subscribe on your favorite and leave a review. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big game out last week was Tomb Raider 1 through 3 Remastered, and the games coming out this week include Balatro, Irem Collection Volume 2, Return to Grace, QOMP 2, Tevi, Warhammer 40,000 Chaos Gate Demon Hunters, The Lost Legends of Redwall, The Scout Anthology, A Time Traveler's Guide to the Past Delicacies, Froggy, A Retro Platformer, Geometry Survivor, Geometric Sniper Z, Rounds, Sharp Neon Chaos, Tenderfoot Tactics Slave Zero X, 502's Arcade, Garden Life A Cozy Simulator, Quadroids, King Arthur, Knight's Tale, Airy, Stone Age, Demons of Astaborg, Fossil Fuel 2, Flooded, and Promenade. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and we have three to cover this week. Number one. At this point last week, I would have said this was probably going to be the biggest news stories in Xbox history ever, but not quite. So, number one. Every key detail from Xbox's business update, new console, multi-platform games, and more. Tomas Franzi at Digital Trends writes, Microsoft just released the latest episode of the official Xbox podcast, and it contained lots of crucial details on the future of Xbox. Microsoft addressed everything from how many games it will make multi-platform to the arrival of Activision Blizzard games on Xbox Game Pass to future Xbox hardware. If you don't want to listen to the full 23-minute podcast and want more details than what's shared in the Xbox Wire post about the discussion, here's a quick rundown of the biggest points made during the episode. Four Xbox games are going multi-platform. To kick things off, Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming, addressed the multi-platform Xbox game rumors. Quote, we just made the decision that we are going to take four games to other consoles. Just four games, not a change to our kind of fundamental exclusive strategy, end quote, he said. Quote, we are making these decisions for some specific reasons. We make every decision with the long-term health of Xbox in mind, and long-term health of Xbox means a growing platform. Our games performing, building the best platform for creators, reaching as many players as we can, end quote. Spencer declined to specify which games are going multi-platform, but implied it's two community-driven titles and two smaller games, and that Starfield and Indiana Jones and the Great Circle aren't included. Game Pass isn't coming to PS5 or Switch. While praising the strengths of Xbox Game Pass as a service, President of Game Content and Studios Matt Booty reassured Xbox players that Game Pass will stay an Xbox-exclusive service on console. Quote, I think that we at First Party can come back to some core principles, and quote Booty explained. Quote, first, that all of our games will be on the Xbox platform. Second, all of our games will go into Game Pass on day one. And third, we know that Game Pass will only be available on Xbox, end quote. Booty also emphasized the importance of maintaining cross-play and cross-save on Xbox games that do go multi-platform. Diablo 4 is coming to Xbox Game Pass next month. Speaking of Xbox Game Pass, president of Xbox Sarah Bond went on to confirm that Activision Blizzard games will start coming to the service. The first one will be Diablo 4, which will be added on March 28th. Quote, it is all part of our commitment to make Xbox the Xbox experience and the games that we build as widely available as possible, unquote, Bond said. Spencer wants Xbox to last for the next 20 years. Recent rumors got some people worried about the Xbox brand or hardware potentially going away. Spencer explained that he does not want that to be the case. 
quote, many people know I've been on Xbox for over 20 years, and I want to make sure Xbox is in the best position for the next 20 years, end quote, he said. Quote, our hardware is a critical component of that. The absolute best experience someone has on Xbox is hardware that our team builds and people play on, end quote. Spencer addresses Xbox layoffs. While explaining Microsoft's reasoning for this strategy shifting for Xbox, Spencer finally addressed layoffs, which have been rampant in the games industry in the past year and happened at Microsoft last month. Quote, what happens when an industry doesn't grow? You end up with job eliminations, which we had. We even had our own hard decisions to make about building a sustainable business for ourselves, but in no way were we alone in that. When you think about a healthy industry, I want players who believe they will find the best games on the platforms that they love. I want people who invest their careers in working here to feel like this is a place that they can be successful and that this is really down to being part of an industry that is growing, end quote. Xbox is seeing all-time high user counts. Somewhat contradicting Spencer's point about the lack of industry growth, Bond later shared that Xbox has seen the highest number of users ever across several platforms. Quote, we are at the highest level of users on console, the highest level of users on PC, the highest level of users on cloud ever. We have double-digit growth rate on PC and cloud, places where we are enabling creators to actually reach new players beyond the console ecosystem, end quote. Xbox is working on a next-gen platform. Bond affirmed that Microsoft and Xbox are not leaving the hardware game during the podcast. Quote, there's some exciting stuff coming out in hardware that we are going to share this holiday, and we're also invested in the next-generation roadmap, end quote, Bond said. Quote, what we're really focused on there is delivering the largest technical leap you will have ever seen in a hardware generation, which makes it better for players and better for creators and the visions that they are building, end quote. Game compatibility is important to Xbox. When asked about the preservation of digital content and the rise of Xbox's subscription services and cloud initiatives, Spencer praised Microsoft's history of keeping up software compatibility with Windows over several decades and said he hopes to establish something similar with Xbox. He says that compatibility, maintaining player saves, and keeping cloud services up is all important even going forward. Quote, when we look at future hardware generations and what we are going to support, making sure that we respect the investments that people have made in Xbox going forward is fundamental, end quote. More than 10 Xbox first party releases are coming in 2024. As the podcast concluded, Booty teased that there are, quote, more than 10 releases, end quote, from Xbox first party studios happening this year across all platforms. He specifically named Diablo 4 Vessel of Hatred, Senua Saga Hellblade 2, Avowed, Aria History Untold, and Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, leaving at least five of these new releases a mystery. And an Xbox showcase is coming this June. Building off the teaser of more than 10 first-party releases, Booty also confirmed that Microsoft will be holding yet another major showcase this year. Quote, there is more in development, which I think we are going to be able to share more about at our June showcase coming up pretty soon. With podcast host and Xbox head of Premier Broadcast Tina Amini, ending the discussion by joking that she needs to get to work on making that show. Well, first off, great write-up by Digital Trends, really encompassing all the data that they shared. So what does this mean? All those crazy internet fanboys that were breaking their consoles, returning it, saying they're never talking about Xbox again, all freaking out about nothing but rumors, which almost all of them weren't true. Xbox is not going entirely multi-platform. They're not going to become just a third party. They're not getting out of the hardware business. So overall, I do think that this was a good showcase on the podcast, really getting into all the main beats. Obviously, it's frustrating that they didn't just name the four games, which are almost all but confirmed to be Sea of Thieves, Grounded as the two live service games, and the two smaller games being Pentiment and Hi-Fi Rush. 
I don't know why I couldn't just say that. I understand giving the teams the respect that they want to share it when they're available and ready, but nonetheless, we got the vague four games are coming. In another follow-up interview on The Verge, Phil Spencer did talk about how he wouldn't say that Starfield and Indiana Jones in the Great Circle are never, ever going to go to other platforms, which, yeah, he's not going to say never. That just makes no sense. So, what do I think is going to happen? I think this is going to be a semi-regular thing now. Why not, if these games are basically at peak on Xbox and are not going to make any more money, why not put some of them on other platforms to get more interest in those franchises and the brand of Xbox? Because, okay, you're going to play Sea of Thieves that came out over six years ago on PS5. You're going to really like Sea of Thieves. What if they do a Sea of Thieves 2 and that's exclusive to Xbox? That might make people come over into the Xbox ecosystem and specifically through Game Pass, and that's what they're trying to grow. So I'm okay with the strategy if this means that Xbox gets to continue and it helps the business and the growth and Game Pass continue on with day one releases. So I'm all for it. I think they're going to explore this. It's only four right now. I think in the next 18 months, we'll probably see another four games. Why not get some of that back catalog on other platforms, gain some interest, gain some money and help grow the brand. So the world is not on fire. Xbox is continuing. I'm happy to continue doing this podcast and I'm happy with the state of Xbox. Under number two, Xbox's February update adds touch controls in remote play. Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle writes, Microsoft has detailed Xbox's February system update. Headlining this month's update, which is beginning to roll out, is the introduction of touch controls for Xbox remote play. Elsewhere, there's a new thumbstick recalibration tool for Xbox wireless controllers, plus improved filtering and sorting for games and apps. Microsoft says Xbox remote play now supports custom touch control layouts on over 100 games when using the Xbox app on iOS, Android, and Windows devices. The new self-calibration tool for Xbox wireless controllers is available via the Xbox Accessories app on console and PC, which helps players customize their controllers and headsets. It will help users who want to self-repair their controller address minor thumbstick issues like inconsistent responses. And quote, we've added new filters and sorts to my games and apps to help you find exactly what you're looking for on your Xbox, and quote, Microsoft says. Quote, you can now filter games by accessibility, supported languages, and technical features, and quote. Subscription tabs and full library have also been updated to sort by recently added, among other features. Nothing crazy here as the Xbox business event really took all the major news out of the week, but I wanted to include this as a lot more people are going to be playing on cloud gaming, so improved touch controls for Xbox Remote Play is a great thing. And number three, Agupex Legends Studio making Star Wars Mandalorian game report. Victoria Kennedy at Eurogamer writes, one of the three upcoming Star Wars games in development at Apex Legends and Titanfall Studio Respawn is reportedly a bounty hunter game where you play as a Mandalorian. That is according to Insider Gaming, which said the project was still in the early stages of development, but was a first-person shooter starring a Mandalorian bounty hunter during the time of the Galactic Empire. The report stopped short of confirming the Mandalorian bounty hunter as Din Djarin, star of Disney Plus hit TV series and upcoming Mandalorian movie, a time period set during the height of the Galactic Empire, which also paced the game prior to the TV series, making a Baby Yoda appearance unlikely. The project is reportedly being built around linear levels and won't be open world. Respawn is reportedly focusing on the experience of playing as a Mandalorian bounty hunter on their mobility and style, including use of a jetpack to zip about, horizontal dashing, vertical jumping, and boost sliding, the latter of which is reportedly akin to sliding down hills in Apex Legends. Weapons and gadgets apparently include the full Mandalorian arsenal of wrist rockets, a grapple hook, and visor for tagging enemies and bounties. The game is reportedly designed to feel very fast-paced, with players rewarded for successive kills with health generation. EA announced Respawn was working on three Star Wars projects back in 2022. 
One of these was last year's Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Another was a strategy game via a publishing collaboration with Bitreactor. The recently founded Maryland-based studio made up of veterans of XCOM and Civilization developer Firaxis Games. The third was simply described at the time as a new Star Wars FPS, presumably this Mandalorian project. Yes, very good, very good indeed. I love Respawn. Love Apex Legends, I love Titanfall, I love what they've done with the Star Wars Jedi series, so this could be a match made in heaven. I do hope that it's different than Din Djarin as a big fan of the Mandalorian TV series. I think that just gets a little messy, so let's just play as another Mandalorian. That could be so fun gameplay-wise with all the mechanics and special abilities that a Mandalorian would have access to. Hopefully we hear about this more this year. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and let's get a little insight into some licensing money, huh? Credit to Azale Colbert at IGN. Baldur's Gate 3 has made $90 million for Hasbro. During a Hasbro investors call, the American toy and game company revealed that Baldur's Gate 3 has earned it $90 million since the RPG's official release last year, thanks to a licensing deal. According to Hasbro's Q4 2023 earnings call, Dungeons & Dragons publisher Wizards of the Coast, revenue increased 7% following the release of Larian Studios' 2024 Game of the Year award-winning D&D role-playing game alongside Monopoly Go. Baldur's Gate 3 released on PC in August of 2023, followed by PS5 in September and Xbox in December. It's just, I wanted to include this because that's a shocking amount of money, right? How profitable it is for some of these companies with IP that people want to make games about and they can license out. Uh, the Marvel games, with what they do with the Spider-Man games on Sony and PlayStation, what they're going to be doing with Xbox and Blade. So Hasbro just sent the license out because they have Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons, and they made $90 million off of arguably the best game of last year. Not a bad piece of the pie. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and please follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I haven't had too much time to play getting back from vacation, but I have started The Last of Us Part 2 remastered with my wife, and I can't wait. Got through the first three hours, got to a big event in the story, and yes, it was as damning as it has been since I played that game first during the first weekend it was released, and I cannot wait to play more. My name is Brian Rose, you can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week, stay safe, and keep on gaming.